Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. Thanks for joining me for the 12th day of August. It is a Saturday, and of course, we'll tell you what's coming up tomorrow on the full-length sermon drop. We are going to air for you a message from the Oasis Community Church in Wysox, Pennsylvania. I was there with Pastor Tim Holler and his awesome congregation of people in a beautiful little chapel in the hills of Pennsylvania. We were there in July. Natasha and I went and did a Friday night in Wysox. Then on Saturday, we drove up to Binghamton, New York, did two meetings on Saturday afternoon, and then came back to Pennsylvania for the Sunday morning. So four services in three days. We captured uh, the video and audio for the entire, for three of those four. I had a little snafu with my microphone on one of those four, but I think we're going to be able to at least get you um, most of that sermon with uh, a little cleaner audio. That's coming up in a few weeks. I'll know more about it then. But my point is, for the next four, uh, we have these these messages from our trip to Pennsylvania, New York. Now, we might interject in there. I've got a little plan to possibly interject one in between, but I'll know more in a couple of weeks as some things unfold that I've got in the works. Either way, the message you're going to see tomorrow is from that Friday night, and it's called The Shepherd Within the Psalm. What I do with this message is take the audience to Psalm 23, the famous, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, often called the shepherd's psalm. And what we're trying to do is show Jesus as the good shepherd. He says as much in John 10, that he's the good shepherd and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Um, I then bring out that Psalm 23 follows Psalms 22 for more than chronological purposes, but for spiritual purposes, so that the shepherd of 23 can be a good shepherd because he was the suffering servant of 22. And I walk through some of the most salient points of Psalm 22. For those of you who've listened to me Over the years, you've heard some variant of this message before when we deal with Psalm 22 as a picture of Jesus and his death on the cross. We use it as a way of explaining what's wrong with that Eloi, Eloi, Lamach, Sabathani understanding of my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? What's wrong with us saying that God forsook his son at the cross? I don't think God forsook his son at all, and I think we can use Psalm 22 to show that. So we preach a message basically that has Jesus dying for the sheep in 22 and then caring for the sheep, also his friends, in Psalm 23. And we walk through then the highlights of Psalm 23 and what it means to see Jesus as that shepherd. I think you'll enjoy this message, the shepherd within the psalm. And I hope that it is a blessing to you to go back over that Psalm 22 material. And it might be a while since you've dug into the beautiful 23rd Psalm. Um, and I would encourage you to, and we, we do this a little bit at the top of this message, I would encourage you to consider things like the 23rd Psalm as part of your prayer life. You, you know, these, are the, these were the, the prayers of the people of Jesus' day. I mean, not only were they songs, but they were prayers. And uh, in many cases, they were both. And so I encourage you to look for 
the shepherd within the psalm. If you like video, we have this also has video and it's available at our website. It's also going to be available at our Facebook page, Paul White Ministries, or our YouTube channel, which is PWM. And someone asked me the other day if we close caption. YouTube does. So if you want closed caption on our sermons, you can go to YouTube and if you're not seeing it on the screen when your volume's down, you can click the CC. I know on the YouTube app, there's a little CC at the top of the screen where you're watching us and it will put the captions up. YouTube does this for our videos automatically. So check out the shepherd within the psalm. Mark chapter 14 And verse number 37 is our verse today. We're in the Garden of Gethsemane, and Jesus says, he comes and finds Peter, James, and John sleeping. Of course they are. They've been waiting for Jesus, who's been praying, asking the Father to take the cup away from him if possible. And he says, he finds them sleeping and says to Peter in verse 37, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Um, I want to give you a little word of encouragement today. This is not the kind of verse you expect for someone to read right before a word of encouragement. This is the kind of verse you expect someone to read right before they condemn you for being terrible at praying. Well, the word of encouragement I want to give you is because I heard this verse used to make me feel terrible about not praying. I remember as a young man, I was in, young in ministry. I was led to a book called Could You Not Tarry One Hour? And that book did a, did a lot to really influence the way I tried to pray for a long time. And it was an attempt to pray an hour because Jesus prayed and asked his disciples, couldn't they pray an hour? And so I got under condemnation pretty heavily because I wasn't good at the traditional way of staying down on your knees and praying for a solid hour. And I went at it, and I tried it for a long time, and I I succeeded often, but I was miserable. There was no life in my prayer. What I want to encourage you is to recognize that Jesus is not demanding that you and I pray an hour when we pray. He simply says, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Your prayer life is to form you. It is not to inform others of your holiness. You watch and you pray lest you enter into... And the temptation that's coming is about to walk into the garden. It's... It's a temptation that Peter fails because remember, Peter's the one that pulls his sword and he's going to fail in the face of the the temptation to pull his sword. Had he been paying attention during this time, he might have missed that. So listen, I don't want to condemn anyone about your prayer life. I want you to be encouraged that your prayer life is so that you can watch and that you can pray. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak is an all-time statement. Our spirit is always willing our flesh is almost always weak. And so it is the constant battle between the weakness of my flesh and the willingness of my spirit that is part of my soulish responsibility. We continue in the garden tomorrow. See you then. God bless.